Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey everybody, what's up? Welcome back to another episode of Everything Kratom, the podcast about anything and everything Kratom. Great to have you with us on this Monday morning. Hoping all is well out there with you. I'm doing great. Um, Today, I thought that we could touch on the recent decision made by the House in Mississippi to ban Kratom. And we've done an episode in the past, I think it was about a month ago now, where we covered Pearl River County and that fight over if Kratom should be legal or not there. Looking into it a bit more, I have found that Mississippi is an interesting state. They they have been considering Kratom on the local level for at least a few years now because doing a little bit of research, one finds that there are 27 municipalities and 12 counties in Mississippi that have banned the product. But that does not include um, Lee County, which is the most populous county in northeast Mississippi. And in the northeast, that's where they've been talking about Kratom a lot recently. So, um... A lot to get into there, but let's take a look at this article that I found. This was in the Daily Journal, um, and this, you know, I'll just go through it a little bit to give you the gist of what it's talking about, but of course, I will link it in the description if you want to take a look yourself. So here we go. Let's take a look. So it says, one day after marijuana became legal in Mississippi for medicinal use, uh, which is super interesting <laughs> timing-wise, the state house passed legislation that would make the product kratom illegal um it says this is a drug that has no medicinal value uh, and that's from house drug policy chairman lee yancey uh he was on the house floor when he said that and he said that law enforcement agencies district attorney's offices and other groups have asked him to introduce this legislation banning kratom because they view it as addictive and ultimately the house voted 82 to 28 to ban kratom in the state of mississippi so that is a fair majority um no doubt that this is overwhelmingly the will of the house so then getting into a bit more um it says that uh the city of fulton the town of mantici and itawamba county have outlawed possession of the product within their boundaries as well as other places in northeast mississippi um then there's this fellow who's the attorney to the Lee County Board of Supervisors, where and, and Lee County, again, that county, most populous county in northeast Mississippi, and they have decided not to ban Kratom. He said, I don't think counties should be in the drug policy business. That should be a matter for the legislature to decide. So I'm going to be interested to see what his reaction is. This is the legislature, you know, coming up with decisions, and um, we'll we'll see if he still feels that way, uh, if he was very much non-biased in this, or if he secretly wanted Kratom to remain legal, uh, in which case maybe we'll hear a bit about, you know, his disappointment in the coming days. But, um, you know, who knows? It, it'll be interesting to see. You can never really tell with Kratom who's on board and who isn't. So... 
that's kind of the gist of the article. Um, the House bill will now head to the Senate for consideration is the very last sentence. And so we'll have to keep an eye on Mississippi as well as all these other states considering Kratom. And something that uh, I find interesting about this is that, first off, I find it interesting that the World Health Organization decision is still not referenced in these conversations. Like, they're talking about, in in every single consideration where they're saying, Kratom, there's not enough known about it, and it's dangerous, there's no value to it, um, etc., etc., you would, I feel, you you would think, at least, that they would reference the most recent decision from the World Health Organization because that's the most recent information we have on Kratom. And when they're talking about how we don't know enough about it, but it's dangerous and everything, I mean, like, like the, the, it was a panel of scientists from around the world who specialize in figuring out if things are bad for you and addictive or not. <laughs> so you would think that people would reference it. Like, why is it that this is like the 13th floor of a hotel? Let's just avoid it, you know? So anyway, um, I find that interesting. But the other thing that I find interesting about this is Mississippi with Kratom is reminding me, and I'm a history nerd, as most of you know by now, um, it's reminded me of Vermont historically when it came to the temperance movement, when it came to prohibition of alcohol. Vermont went through this interesting struggle within itself because Vermont's a really interesting state and it always has been politically it doesn't do what you think it's going to do, except for in the national, you know, like general election every four years. It always goes Democratic. But on the local level, you have no idea what it's going to do. Uh, the de- the governor is a Republican um, and everybody likes him a lot more than they liked the previous Democratic governor, uh, Shumlin. And that's not my opinion. It's just polling and, you know, talk to anybody in Vermont. That's kind of what comes out of it. And uh, that's interesting considering the state runs, you know, more to the left in the general. So it's and then in the local elections, you know, forget about it. It's all over the place. So I think that Vermont's an interesting place to look at when it comes to policies around drug control, because we've done an episode on Kratom legality in in, uh, Vermont. But just historically, it a lot of the time comes down to the local level. And uh, looking at prohibition, the legislature in 1844 in Vermont came up with an idea of a local option system. And so selling alcohol was banned in all the communities in Vermont, except for those that voted to approve liquor licenses and having alcohol there. Now, fast forward to present day and the current governor of Vermont, uh, Phil Scott, has said that he doesn't want to reintroduce a state of emergency when it comes to COVID, even though our, you know, the numbers were very high recently. He said that he wasn't going to reintroduce the, the emergency status. He thought that that was an overreach of power. But then he got pressured by a lot of people, um, specifically Democrats in um, the legislature here and, and elected officials in general, who were saying we need to have restrictions in Vermont again. Um, it's because of Omicron spreading, yada, yada. And again, always got to do my little, you know, footnote here. I'm not bringing politics into this in terms of my view or your view or anything. It's just for context of what, you know, an idea I'm trying to get across. So bear with me. I'm almost done. Um, but he, he eventually decided to make a compromise. Phil Scott did with the Democrats. And his compromise was this. It's up to the local places. I will allow, I will sign a, 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 an order that is not giving me emergency authority to do anything other than to give 
local communities emergency authority to implement masks and you know mask mandates and so in vermont right now today currently if you go through vermont one town you need to have a mask on no matter what the next town to you know a town next to it two minutes down the road you do not need a mask whatsoever it is spotty it's every like every county is different every town is different and um it i just find it really interesting that this local option pops up in a lot of different um you know situations uh and so that this mississippi getting back to the matter at hand mississippi having this you know current uh framework of just you know it's up to the local areas you've seen it kind of play out so you have local areas implementing uh, bans on kratom other ones just allowing it to be there and now you have uh you know the government who picking this up and saying okay you know what we're gonna actually make a decision on this and it makes me think about you know i wonder what is the best way to go about this for for states where there's a lot of skepticism around kratom um I wonder if there's a better way of handling this where you allow individual municipalities to vote on whether they want to ban Kratom and just leave it up to them that way, or, you know, going the way that Vermont did with the temperance movement, um, does it make more sense to have the state ban the substance and then allow individual counties and individual towns to vote on whether they think it should be legal or not and allow those places to to sell it and have it if they do vote on it the difference between that and historical you know prohibition precedent with local options to me is that everyone knew what alcohol was right but not everybody knows what kratom is and i think that if you have the state government saying kratom should be banned but we're gonna you know leave it up to local places to choose if they want to you know not implement a ban i think that more often than not i would assume that local places would just say well you know they've obviously looked into this they probably know what's best let's just you know ban it let's not have a vote on like keeping it you know or they would vote and you know people would be like well i haven't heard of this thing before but the state bans it so let's just keep it banned here Um, So there's a difference in terms of, you know, the perception of what's being banned. But local authority versus state authority versus federal authority, it seems like a lot of our politics revolves around those issues. And uh, Kratom is not exempt from that. So I'm going to be interested to see what happens in Mississippi. Obviously, the House passed it very, very, you know, it was a big majority. So um, let's see what happens with the Senate. But uh, if, if it, you know, does indeed become banned, Let's see how local places react and uh, see if there's any pushback. Yeah, so here we are, folks, continuing our journey, learning about how Kratom is interwoven with our everyday lives and society at large. (laughs) So much fun. Okay, I'm going to leave it there. A bit of a weird ending, but you know, it's Monday. Um, At least I didn't go with my... Uh, cliche that I've created by doing this show. I always end up saying at some point, I I can dream, can't I? (laughs) So I'll try and end it with something else, but technically I just ended it with that again. So darn it. 
Okay, everybody. Thanks so much for listening in. I hope you're enjoying all the topics I'm going over. If you want me to talk about something else or go, be a bit more personal about the things that I'm talking about, let me know and I'll do it. Um, and also, as always, there's the coupon code Everything Kratom and the link to Ethan Natural Botanicals in the description of this episode and all episodes at Everything Kratom. And feel free to leave me a voice message. There's a link for that too in the description. All right, everybody. Have a great rest of your day. And I'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye-bye.